All right, lads. How's it going? Happy Friday to How are you feeling, lads? Welcome to Absolutely Savage, which your favourite host, Mr. David Savage. And, yeah, as I've said it before, I probably am your favourite host at this stage because who else? I mean, who else do you have? You have your man Joe Rogan, you have a blind boy, you have uh, uh, Tommy Hector and Larisha, the two Johnnies, all those. Ads. They're not, they're nothing. They're nothing on me. Um, I'm I'm after out, I'm, I'm after outgrowing that kind of podcast, I think. Um, where I am now is, uh, is elitist, you know, just above all of them. So anyway, yeah, so it's become a, a bi-weekly um, podcast now, or... Uh, yeah, uh, that kind of one, but uh, no, as you know, I'm trying not to do that, but look, it's hard to manage a few podcasts at once, but I've got a great interview for you today, absolutely fantastic one, and it was with Cork singer Anya Carroll, and she was brilliant, she was great crack, um, we talked a good bit about her experiences on The Voice, which I was interested to hear about, um, you know, stuff like that, uh, where she's going now with her music, and I'm a big fan of her stuff, so you should definitely check that out, check her out on Spotify, Anya Carroll, um, on social media as well, and she was great, uh, I really, really enjoyed the chat, uh, we had a good old crack, so... Um, I really, Yeah, I'm, I'm happy enough with that one. Uh, I'll keep going with more interviews and stuff anyway, lads, uh, but for now, here is... Anya Carroll on Absolutely Savage. Well, I'm delighted to be joined by Anya Carroll. How are you? Hey, not too bad. Thanks for having me. No bother. I'm delighted. I'm a bit disappointed there. I didn't want to mention it there, but I said, look, I'll catch you on um, on air now. But um, the Liverpool jersey in the background, that's no good. Uh, I'm actually at my boyfriend's house. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Stop. That's all right. So that's no bother. That's all right. <laughs> He's not <gonna> be- <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, it's when I saw that I said I'd have to mention it. <laughs> Break <the ice>. legs. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I suppose I always ask the typical question anyway. Um, whenever I have anybody involved in music, on, which is probably the most generic thing you've probably heard a million times, is but um, where did it all start for you? Um, well, like my mom and dad were in a band uh, before I was born, and so my mom and dad are both singers and like musicians. So, I've, like, I've always grown up listening to my mom and dad sing. Um, and then I, my mom's always said that, like, she knew I could sing before I could speak. Cause I always used to hum the Barney tune, like before I could like talk. Class. So she'd always be like, oh, thank-. yeah, she'd be like, thank God, Annie's a singer. Cause she always wanted her first child to be a singer. Like, um, yeah. and then I, I don't know, I think I first started singing. I used to do like karaoke competitions when I was younger, do you know, that kind of way. Like, yeah. um, and then that was all fine. And then. Yeah, I just kind of started from there. I started doing gigs, started doing uh, voice lessons, and then I did the Voice UK, and then that's when my like career kind of started. So, yeah. What did you think of uh, being on a show like The Voice? Like, what's that actually like? Because you know, you often hear different types of stories of what it's like and all the rest, but from first-hand experience, what's The Voice like? I had a great time. I really enjoyed it. Crack, yeah? Um, I. Yeah, like I wasn't expecting to even be picked for the show, you know, that like, because I've always watched X Factor and The Voice and stuff growing up. And I was always like, oh, I'd love to be on one of those shows. And but I never thought I'd actually get on one, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. From like Cork or like Mayfield, do you know what I mean? Like I just, you never really see people from where I'm from on like these big shows. So I was so happy when I got picked for it. No, that is kind of cool, like, because you always hear stories of what it's like and all the rest, and you were lucky you weren't one of the ones that went on to make a show of themselves. 
Do you know what I mean? I know. That's, that's the worst Thank one. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, I know. It was really good. I had a really good time. Um, I learned a lot from it. And to be honest, I wasn't really in it for the competition. Like, I wasn't in it to win it because I was so young. Like, I was 16. All I wanted was to have one TV appearance. I didn't even care if I got through or not. As long as there's one TV appearance to get my name out there. So then I could continue doing gigs and, and start making music and stuff like that, you know? But that's, I suppose, that's the best way to get your foot in the door, really, isn't it? Like, because, I mean, no matter you know like a straight as way as once you're on tv people will know you that's it like even because people people have to pay the license fee like it's on telly you have to pay for it like <laughs> it's just there for you then like you know it's it's yeah. best way to go but i'm trying to get on tv it's it's hard it's hard to do it though nobody nobody wants to <laughs> messing no um no but it is it is quite cool but you were fairly young weren't you only 16 to go on the voice that's that's really cool yeah no like i actually it was insane. Like me and my friend Keen Ducro, he's a singer as well. Um, two of us kind of did it together. Um, Swapham was my vocal coach, Gemma Sue Grew. She um owns Voicework Studios, just like a vocal lessons um studio in town. And she rang me one day and she was like, Oh, Anya, like there's a scout coming from the show. Like, do you want to sing for him? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I will, but like hardly. So <laughs> I was like, Yeah, yeah. Then I went in and sang uh, Broken Hearted, which was actually the song that I did for my blind audition. I was so lucky that I was able to pick that. But um, I sang it and then he said to my mom, uh, he was like, oh, like, don't worry about her. I can't remember exactly what he said. He was like, oh, don't worry about her. Like, she'd be fine. It's like, something like that. And then I was like, that's grand. And then a couple of weeks later, I got a phone call saying to go to Birmingham to do another audition. A couple of weeks after that, I went to London to do another audition. Like there's loads of kind of auditions before you actually get picked for the blind. So like, my first ever audition was in Voicework Studios in March and I didn't get the call until September to say that I was on the show. So it was that long period that you had to go through like really good with like mental health and stuff like that. Like we all had to go and get, like talk to a counsellor and like just like a psychological like evaluation to make sure that we're all stable to be on TV and you know, they're all like, it was actually, it was such a good experience. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, that that's a fair long time to have to wait though, because you wouldn't even think there's that side of it. Because like when you're watching these things from the comfort of your coach, you assume it's a case the person just decided one day inside and work here. I'll give it a go and just walked into the studio and that was just it. Because you know yourself when they're exactly. lining up, when they're lining up for the X Factor and stuff, it's just like oh, I was just sick of me job and I said I'd give it a go as if they just like came from their lunch yeah. break or something. Do you know what I mean? It's that that's kind of exactly way. Like... What it like I would be, I'd be no good in that situation because, like, no matter, even if I was an unbelievable singer, I'm not really no good. But even if I was an unbelievable singer, the stage fright alone of that yeah. would just be too much for me. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just, oh uh, yeah, it's a holy show. Like, but no, but it is. It it actually is class to to hear that you had a good experience there because I've often talked to people who like will be saying awful things about talent shows, and you know, it, it's it's good to hear the good side of it as well because there's always a good side to these things, you know. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of people that I know as well that would have bad experiences. Um, But for me, like, they were all so nice. Like, I still talk to all of the, the people that were on the show, like the contestants. I still talk to them all the time. And, like, I'm still in contact with, like, some of the crew members. Like, they're all, it's all sound, to be honest. And it's been five or six years, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, they're all lovely. Is that correct me if I sound ignorant? No, but Tom Jones was the was one of the judges on the voice, was he? Was he when you were he doing was, it? He was on the year before me. So oh. I 
yeah I know so annoying because because when I auditioned I like we weren't told who the judges were until like I'm sure it was like maybe two weeks before the blinds were recorded so oh, like we yeah. had yeah who was going to be on the show we didn't know if it was going to be the ones from the year before or if there was going to be new people and I was really hoping that Tom Jones would stay on the show for my year yeah um, he unfortunately wasn't there so I had Will I Am was still there my year uh, Flo Faith, Boy George and uh, Ricky Wilson they were my coaches no that's actually cool my- like because I thought I was kind of like not not showing my age because I'm actually not much older than you but I was I was actually thinking of my music taste is from years ago like I mean so when I said Tom Jones I was like does she like Tom Jones no I wonder when there's that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's actually that yeah. that's kind of cool though because like you know yourself even just to be in the presence of someone like that like or people you know people like that who've they're big stars like even just Paloma Fate Boy George like that's they're big names like you know insane it was so it was so weird like I'll actually never forget like when I'm so like the week before we recorded we had like a run through so like we were told okay this is how you're going to walk out this is where you go we had like a whole run through and um obviously the coaches weren't there the week before but it was when I was walking out on the day of filming and I could just see the four like chairs in front of me and it was it was dead silent all I could hear was like my footsteps yeah and yeah. I could heads like the back of their heads and I was like oh my god like I'm actually just about to sing in front of people like why did I even do this it was absolutely I was bricking it like um but yeah they're all they're all sound um, I feel like like my coach was Ricky um and like he was lovely um but I feel like boy George is probably my favorite yeah he was just like down to earth and like would like he was chatting away to my mom like he had do you know what I mean he had no problem like meeting all the family and like you know yeah, he's lovely. No, that is good. That's class to hear that actually. Now, because like, um, if it, if it was me and I had to be like on a you know a talent show like that, and they assign me to a coach or a judge or whatever, if it was someone, to, <laughs> if it wasn't my favorite one, I'd be a bit like, I don't really care what you think of me. I mean, psh, yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> probably probably I'm not in a position to kind of look down on them. But look, <laughs> yeah. <I don't. laughs> so where did you go from the Voice then? Um, so once the voice finished, I was in school, so I finished my leaving search. Um, yeah, I recorded it in fourth year, it aired in fifth year, and then I I didn't really take any time out of school, but if I had gigs or like events just and stuff to go to, then I would take time out of school. Um I did a kind of little tour of like primary schools in Ireland, stuff like that, like just to I don't know, just entertain the kids I don't know did that it was really fun I love that um I started doing more gigs and then I I did a year in music college in London um I went to LA and had an amazing time in LA and I got to meet so many people um and then I started writing songs I've I've always kind of wrote songs but I was always too scared to like release them yeah yeah. um so yeah then I started um writing songs and releasing them that's class. No, and like there's a huge like cultural difference even just between Cork and London. It's such a like London is a big massive place. Mm-hmm. And then, of course to go from there to LA is unbelievable. LA's class, I'd say, is it? Oh, insane. I literally had the best time ever. I was planning on moving there before COVID hit. So I'm kind of stuck here until COVID goes away, whenever that'll be. 
Oh, COVID's after ruining everything, and I don't like to bring it up much when I'm I, doing um when I'm doing podcasts with people. But the only problem is, is that it's probably the most like prominent thing going on, so you can't really not bring it up. Do you know, yeah, you, can't, you, can't, you can't really be like, oh well, there's no gigs for you, but we're not going to mention why that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is, no, it, it is tough, all right, yeah. Mm, I did. I really enjoyed LA though. Like, oh, like I went over to do like um a vocal camp. So like it was, it was my vocal coach Gemma, the same girl, the same vocal coach who rang me about the voice. She rang me and she was like, "Here, like, I'm going over to do this camp in LA, and you know, I'm gonna be like one of the tutors there, like the mentors." She was like, "Do you want to go?" I was like, "Obviously." I was like, "Duh." Yeah. So then me and my friend Kian went over, and another guy called Andrew and Sarah. They're all like people from VoiceWorks, and we all went over and. We just got to meet like these big music producers and like um, I got to work with this guy called Focus and he is the producer that I collabed with on my latest single called Use Each Other. Um, and it was just such a good experience and like that I was planning on moving over there because of that, like it was kind of looking for deals and um, but then of course like COVID hit, but that'll go away soon and I'll be flying back over then, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I know I, I straight like I'm the same, like well well I don't have any plans to move to LA or whatever, but <laughs> I have to even just get out just to explore a bit. Like yeah. I kinda I got very lazy before any of that, you know. I was just very like, Oh, it's fine being in Cork, I don't really mind now that I'm here for the last two years. It's you never realise like when your choice is taken away from you, you don't realise how much it actually means to you. Do you know that exactly. kind of way? <laughs> so true. It is, yeah. So but like um I suppose kinda yeah, so you definitely wanted to go to LA. So is that your plan? So to become a recording artist in LA? Is that what you want yeah. to do? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm my plan is to just be a recording artist in general. Like, I, you know, do my best, like, writing and stuff here. Um, But I just feel like, because, like, when I moved to London, I was like, I want to be in London. Because, like, as much as I love Cork, there's not much, you know? Like, yeah, there's, there's yeah. And, like, there is a good music scene and all my friends, they're all so talented and, like, it's brilliant, but... I don't know. I feel like you just have to try to get out of Ireland if you want to yeah. make it seriously. And so I went to London and I loved it there and I've met loads of people and got to, you know, collab with people. Um, and then that was my plan to stay there. But then once I got to LA, I was like, I am not going back to London. <laughs> no yeah, yeah. And I don't even know why. I think it's just so different over there. Everyone's more like, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't even say more creative, but like, just more like understanding of like what people want and like less kind of judgmental and like it's just more free over there or something like I don't know that yeah. was my kind of I got there and I just felt as like I have to be there you know yeah well it's a lot bigger of a place and I suppose it has a history of diversity and you know all that kind of stuff so obviously it is going to be a bit different and but like anywhere I mean the, the kind of when you were when you were talking about that like there is an awful lot in Cork um this is actually something I kind of want to get your opinion on because I always ask yep. anyone who's a musician, especially obviously Irish musicians, about this. But do you feel that Irish radio in particular? Now, this isn't a radio show, so no more. You can, you can bad most of you want if you want. <laughs> but like, do you feel Irish radio kind of neglects original Irish artists sometimes? Would you feel that way? Uh, I mean, yes and no. Okay. I feel like I've been. I mean, I've been very lucky when it comes to the kind of the core radio shows they're all like really good to me but at the same time I can see where you're coming from when you say mm. that they're slightly neglected um 
I don't really know why though because everyone like I know a lot of a lot of my friends they're you know artists as well and they find yeah. it hard to get on radio especially female singers um but any, anyway like Cork people in general are um they do find it hard and I I I don't know why you know what I mean like I would mm. definitely agree with it but like I agree that like they mightn't they might neglect them but I couldn't tell you why do you know what I mean because like, I feel like there's yeah. so talent there's so much talent in Cork like so much is, yeah. you know and I'm like I don't see why not I don't see why they they don't kind of push people more I know there are a couple of radio shows though that do um kind of like an hour or two of just Irish talent which is yeah. insane um but yeah I don't no, know. definitely like because I talk to um a good few like music managers and stuff like that and a lot mm-hmm. of the time they say if you want to get onto Irish radio it's kind of like sometimes no a lot, a lot of artists are, are very much you know getting their way from being alternative and all the rest and even your own mm-hmm. stuff just to let you know I, I think is actually very very um you know trying something different um we'll get on to that in a minute but like for example there's like I was told this anyway that if you want to get on radio, listen to the Irish bands that are on the radio and play what they're playing, essentially. And I feel like that's a bit of a shame because as you were saying about LA and places, is that there is almost a market for somebody to try something new all the time. Whereas I feel mm-hmm. in Ireland, now maybe it's down to the smaller population and you know things like that. We don't have as much media outlets as other countries and all the rest. That that, that kind of originality isn't encouraged as much. Would you think that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would... I feel, yeah, I feel like that's probably why. I mean, who knows really? But if yeah, I feel like when it, if, with London and LA, especially LA, it's just there's more. I don't know more freedom, and yeah, I do agree as well. What you said there about kind of making songs that are already on the radio, and that's how you get on the radio. You know, I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's annoying. I don't agree with it, but I mean, hopefully, we'll change that. You know, with more people making more alternative music they might I might change that you know no of course and like when I was I studied radio actually when I was in college that's actually what I did um when I was in college and where in, you in uh, CSN stop I, I did a year in CSN oh did you music management is it yeah I did it in then yeah. 2018 or something 2017 I was just finishing like up in 2018 I'd say we are oh, Jesus. oh that's interesting that's <laughs> No, it's, CSN is a fantastic college, though, because it really encourages art. Like, I, I got that sense straight away when I went in there because you, you've seen the radio studio, I assume, in there. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it's 60 grand worth of technology. So, like, yeah. it's unbelievable, you know? Uh-huh. And, like, I always got that sense because I remember, like, when I when I left school, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And, like, I mean, I, st- I still don't, but I have a bit more of an idea now. But when I left school, I didn't know. And I, I always had an interest in radio and stuff like that because, like, you know, I had, I, I'd been doing a bit volunteer bits and stuff when I was younger. But when I went to CSN, and you probably noticed this yourself, is that they really do try to encourage it if you're trying to do something a bit more creative as opposed to just doing, like, typical, you know, academic course or something. They do try to encourage it to be a bit more creative. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with like even the dance, um, the dance yeah, courses. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that for sure. What did you think of the music management? Actually, did it do you well? Yeah, it actually did. Do you know what? I feel like, like when I, I'm not dissing like you know the bigger colleges, but I think with CSN, it 
like with my course, it teaches you more about actually like what it's going to be like when you start gigging properly. Because when I'm th- like, when I see kind of like the, you know, not dissing anyone, but like the UCC one or something, it's kind of more like theory based and like, um, you know, like music history based, which is all well and good. And it's good to know music history and all that. When it comes to CSN, I feel like we had pr- like sound management, you know, so um, yeah, yeah. how to hear, how to EQ, how to EQ a room, how to like perform, how to like, knowing how to work the, the desk to mix mm. you know there's loads of things like um songwriting courses um and I don't know I just I thought it was really good it, re- it helped me a lot it really did when it, when it comes to songwriting and when it comes to um sound engineering it helped me so much I really learned a lot from it like no I was the same because we actually did I think either the same one or similar one of the sound engineering to yourselves I'm fairly sure um, I think it's the same module or it's similar to it anyway, but I found it very beneficial for myself because like, you know, I, I would never really have learned anything like that before I went in there. And I was always interested in the presenting side of things, but I would never have learned anything like that if I had not done that. And no, yeah, the course definitely did me very well and it kind of set me on to what I'm doing now as well, which was which which was very beneficial. Because even like the live and gigging there, that was a fantastic experience for for like, you know, new artists and stuff that's very good because yeah. it's a great way to get people discovered exactly the live gigging was so fun like, that was such a good year especially because we got to like actually be the sound engineer for our friends support for performances as well you know what i mean so we yeah. all got to from it there were people who didn't perform because they weren't performers they wanted to go into bit music business or sound engineering so the fact that they had they got to participate as well. It wasn't just for the singers and performers, you know. Mm. Oh, I really enjoyed. It. I missed it so much. I actually do. I'd I'm love to go back. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the same. I remember when I was coming to the end of my uh, thing. So I did two years there, like. But I remember to the end, towards the end of my course, I was nearly saying, "Will I try out something else? Am I throw dancing or something else? Give it a bit of a yes. you know, <laughs> just anything at all, like just to stay there. I'll do woodworking." <laughs> yeah, I love that. And the clue. Yeah, I know CSN is a fantastic college for anyone um, whoever is thinking of, you know, trying something like that. It's definitely a great college and it's a great stepping stone to get yourself onto. Um, could I kind of talk there about your songwriting process? Like, how do you how do you get yourself into that mindset? Like, um, it, it just it depends, really. Like, it could come from anything. Like, um, sometimes I'd have a really weird dream and I'd write down everything on my phone. If anything comes into my mind it goes on my phone straight away because I will forget it you know what I mean like yeah, a lot of the time yeah. randomly come up with a melody or something and I'll just be like like this you should hear my voice notes it's actually tragic it's tragic what you hear <laughs> it's, it's half of it is just complete just like so bad but from all of the bad voice notes I might pull out a chorus from one of them you know what I mean yeah yeah uh, and then when it comes to lyrics and stuff I feel like a lot of it is my own kind of personal whatever but a lot of the time it'd be like my friends like for example if my friends were like if my friend was like having a fight with like her girlfriend or her boyfriend or whatever I'd be like oh tell me more and I just like writing everything down I'm like tell me everything that just happened so I could write a song about this she's like okay um, <laughs> you so, hear everything's yeah. going great then and you're just like damn it I've no more material 
I know, Check and like, anyway. someone, like, someone do something, please. Like, we actually worked out our differences. Everything is fine. That's no good. I, I saw him That's... looking badly at you the other day. I don't know, making up stuff. No, because, um, no, I've listened to your, to, to your songs, and um, one that I really like is uh, Sweatshirt. I really, really like that one. That's really good. Thank you. I am, um, yeah, with Sweatshirt. I'm oh, sorry, I keep, my phone keeps kind of beeping. You're all right, you're grand. Um, with Sweatshirt, it was actually my friend Kendra Crow and then another girl, a girl called Kate Canning. Um, she's a singer as well. I met her in LA at that time. They actually wrote most of Sweatshirt. And so what happened was when I went over to LA with my, with the producer, I needed a lot of songs because I was starting on like, how do I, how do I make this make sense? Recording artists, they like to have kind of like a six week plan or like maybe like a year plan or a two year plan where they have their releases scheduled. Right. Uh, I was going to sign a deal with this guy. So we were trying to get songs together for me and I, I had a couple myself, but I needed more. And, you know, I wasn't really confident with my stuff at that point because I never released anything before. Um, so Caitlin and, and Kian were so helpful to me and they helped me with everything you know even when it comes to songwriting when it comes to the industry like they helped me out so much um so sweatshirt was my first release and it was my favorite release I think so far um and it did really well for for my first release and I was so so happy about it because I was honestly so scared releasing that I feel like every song that I release I'm just terrified for like two weeks beforehand I'm like oh my god I've spent like two months on the song and no one's going to like it and everyone's going to tell me it's so bad <laughs> and I freak out like and it's just so stupid there's just something that happens um but yeah sweatshirt was is definitely my favorite one I think no like and I understand the the feeling well not to the same extent no but like you know the same feeling of like when you put something out you're like oh people are going to listen to this and I don't think god oh, this is shit or whatever like and you, you'll always have that but I think sometimes you have to just kind of like all right I'm enjoying the process it's a bit of crack I just have to think of it that way that's what I have to yeah. do then you know and that's it. it's, it's yeah, good to hear exactly. that though yeah um and then <clears throat> I think I started writing more once Sweatshirt came out because it just gave me a bit of confidence you know um because I was like oh people actually seem to think the song is okay I'm <laughs> like I actually think I can do this um and then I started writing more and more and more. So I have a lot of tunes that are, are going to come out this year. And I'm so, so excited. So, yeah. So there's an album on the way. So basically, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Great, so. Sorry, there's a train driving past the house. You're all right. I, I, I'm, I'm the same here because like I have a fan there in the room because it's really, really hot. But I'm trying not to. I, I can't leave the window open because all you'll hear is cars going by or else someone just being like, oh, hey, so sorry. I'm just like, I'm that- in the door. I can't I can't open the window like so I just have a fan <laughs> I'm just hoping that's not making that much noise <laughs> but, oh, yeah no but um it's cool yeah I, I really do like that song um but like what's the most personal song that you've released that I've released uh probably mm, I feel like I relate to Sam Heart and Fire the most that was my second release um I mean I only have three songs out but I'd say that would be the most personal one I feel. Um yeah. I I I don't even know like I don't even know why like it it's personal but like a lot of my songs that I write even though like a lot of them would be personal I have a lot of them that wouldn't be anything to do with me like 
the songs that are coming out, like half of them are just stories that I made up in my head, you know, yeah. from like watching and stuff like that. Like, oh, if I watch a movie and I'm like, oh my God, I'd love to write a song about that person or like, like how that happened to that person. And people will always be like, it's like my friends when I, when I show them, they're like, oh yeah, are you okay? I'm like, oh no, I'm fine. Like, this is nothing to do with me. I'm like, don't even worry about me. Like, it's I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, like I'm actually fine. Like you can like, it's all movie related. Like, um, but yeah, I'd probably say Set My Heart on Fire is the most personal one. That's actually class though. Like, you know, even you were saying like, oh, it's not really related to me, but that's even more impressive because you're able to write based, you know, make stories in your head nearly. That's, that to me is kind of even more cool like you know because anyone can write from experience don't mind that yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean no but it, it's like if you can manage both like that's even cooler but it is it, that's, that's a cool thing because like I think the script were saying that before that like that's the way they write songs is they kind of just come up with stories about people and that's kind of where they, they got their process from as well so even at that like it is cool to hear that yeah for sure I just feel oh, I don't know I just love like I think my favorite way to write a song is probably watching movies and just having nothing, having nothing to do with me. And also I feel like if it is, if there is something on my mind that I have to like write or whatever, I always wait until I'm like over that experience before I, I write it. Because at the time, like if I said, if something like happened to me that was like sad or whatever, if I try to write a song in that mindset, like it just would just be all over the place because my head is all over the place. Mm. So I feel like I would wait until I'm like feel grand, could take a couple of weeks, could take a couple of months. Then I would look back at it and be like, oh, I remember that time I was so upset. And then I would just write yeah. out everything and make more sense to me then because I'd understand then what I was feeling. Do you know, if that makes sense? I don't no, know if that makes I don't know. Yeah. That English, I don't know. <laughs> no, that, but that makes perfect sense. Like, because I mean, people... I suppose sometimes when you're actually, you know, coping with whatever's going on, you mightn't actually be be properly emotionally aware of what you're feeling totally, you know, like yeah, especially if it's something to do with grief or something, it might take time to pass before you realize what you're actually sad about. That can, yeah, that can exactly. be the way it is too, you know. Yeah, like you're more in shock or something. It's, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. No, exactly. Like, cause, um, like, no, like, I, I write stupid little comedy bits. Is what I do. Like, to, that's my. Oh, I, I can't write. I can't write songs. No, but um, <laughs> that's that's what I do. But it's the same thing. Like, it's the kind of the thing of like, it's based on experiences or whatever. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't laugh at the time now. <laughs> but after oh. after a bit of time, you're able to laugh at things, and that's yeah, kind of yeah. I go about it, you know. But um, no, like I, I really do like the the tracks you've released anyway so far. They're class. Like it's something, something, something different, especially because that's all I want is just to hear something a bit different. You know, like you've a very powerful voice as well, and it kind of suits the tracks very well. Oh, nice one! Thank you. I know. I if if I make you feel weird by complimenting you, because the one thing I absolutely hate is you know when someone's like, "I really like your thing," and you're just like, "I don't know what to say." I guess. Yeah. I, so I don't. Like I, I always feel like I have to mention that as well. It's like if I'm making you feel weird, no, by t- by saying "Well done," just let me know because I I can say it's not good as well. No, <laughs> you're actually so worse. No, no, no. You're good. I'm sure weird about that. Like I'm always like um like thank you so much thanks you yeah. know. I'm, I'm the same like because especially like if people have a few drinks in them they're desperate for that kind of crack like you know oh, you meet someone yeah. especially if it's someone you haven't talked in years and they just come up to you just you're doing that you just fair blast yeah. i really really like it you know and i'm just like thank you please leave now <laughs> oh 
Oh, literally, that's, that happens to me all the time. I work in a bar at the moment, and oh my God, like, people will be absolutely langers. Like, they'll be coming up, giving you hugs. Oh, you're still doing the singing, I was brilliant. <laughs> you're still doing oh. your music here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, um, thanks. <laughs> do you want to drink or what? See, that's the thing, because, like, do you know, it, things have changed so much with music from the point that, like, you could be doing unbelievably, let's say, like, let's just say you have a lot of streams on Spotify, for example, or, do you know, like you, you, you could be social media on social media. You could be a massive hit, but let's just say you're not on RTE every day. If there's any old gang around, they'll come up to you and say, you're still playing music. Are you? It's like, yeah, I'm actually doing quite well. I'm just not on the telly. Do you know, that's, that's, that's so the way it can be. Do you know? That's so true. Like I'm actually doing kind of good. Oh, but sure. I haven't seen you. I know. I know. That's it's, such a thing. It's the same with um podcasting. Like, for example, like you could get um you could get a few thousand streams or whatever, and you know, like that'll be doing all right or whatever. But people would <laughs> people would meet you then and be like, "You're doing a podcast? Is that what you're doing? How's that going? Like, you know, whatever." And yeah, it's, like, it's actually going quite well. Thanks very much. Yeah, <laughs> you're not on the radio when, though. <laughs> when did you start doing the podcast? I actually started doing a podcast now nearly a year ago. I think it was I think it was a near yeah about nearly a year ago. I think at this stage, I just kind of on you the way it went. Really, was I kind of just had to say to myself, "The pandemic is here." I I, I used to be in radio. I said, I have the experience. Sure, I'll give it a go. And that's what I wanted to do because I don't know if you can tell or not, but I'm not very, I, I don't actually have a plan for anything I do, but um, I prefer podcasting. I think podcasting is class. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it's just conversation, just like chatting. This is it because like, if you were talking to me on like, you know, and I'm not, I'm not dissing any radio because look, it is what it is and it's, and it's fantastic in its own way. But like, if even if we were talking to 96 FM, it's very, very structured about what I have to say to you. I have to, you know, kind of, it's almost like you get your five minute slot or whatever, you know, and that's, that's the difference. Yeah. And I kind of like that about podcasting is that I can just have a general chat then, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, I get you. And like when, <laughs> were you doing, um, were you doing the, the radio and CSN? When was it, which? Do you know, when you were in CSN, was that, like you said there, that you used to do radio? Oh yeah, that was, was in CSN. Yeah, no, like I, I've often, like I've been involved in radio since I was maybe sixteen, seventeen, just doing like volunteering bits with community community radio and stuff like that. But when oh, I started that. doing, when I started going into like to study it, then um, that was kind of it. I did a small little stint with Red FM for a while, all right, but that didn't really work out, and that's that's where I am now. I kind of took two two years kind of hiatus then, but this is where I am yeah. now, and I love I love doing what I do. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, no, I was just uh, thinking there about uh, like the way it is to be a musician these days is like social media has actually made it a lot easier. Like, for example, like years ago now, if you wanted to get yourself out there, you had to nearly depend on knowing somebody in radio or something like that to get your track played. No, because of Instagram, even is so easy to get yourself out there. Like, if you're good, of course, if you're not, no, it's harder. Like, but yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to, but to get your songs out there, it is an awful lot easier. And I think, I tell you, that makes things a lot easier for you, does it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I know for sure because like you, you, you're in control as well of everything that you post. Whether I feel like back then, you kind of have to, you as you said, you have to know someone to whatever, and like, um. I feel like with TikTok as well, like that's after completely blowing up. And I feel like there's so many like amazing artists that have blown up just because of TikTok. Yeah, yeah. There's one girl, Mimi Webb. Um, I don't I don't know her, but one of my friends know her, knows her and she's been telling me that like like 
she just put up one TikTok, like one random day of her singing. It was just like a random, and it got like 20 million views or something like that. And now she has a record deal. She has tracks separate and sent to her songs are being played on Love Island. Like, it's just so insane, like what the internet can do. You know what I mean? And I feel like if you're like, if there's anyone out like listening at the moment that are, that are singers and, and are afraid to post online, I just say, just do it because you never know what happens. You never know, like, Oh no, my thing is pure, just always go for everything. Even if you think it's not whatever, do it for you, first of all, because at the end of the day, it's the creative process for your own mental health, for everything. I mean, this this is my like greatest, you know, it's my greatest hobby to do something like this. So for anybody, uh-huh. like always, I'd always say, no matter what it is, writing, anything, just go for it and don't be afraid of what people think because whatever, at the end of the day, it's about what you think as well. And that's the most yeah, important I- thing. Exactly. And you know what? I actually learned that as well from um, like with the voice, you know, when you put yourself on, on something so big, you're you're always going to get hate. You're always going to get course, horrible yeah. comments, this, that and the other. And like we were told when we were prepped before the show aired, we were like, they, you know, the counsellors and, and the, everyone said to us, they sat us down and they were like, look, there are going to be the worst comments you could possibly think of uh, on your video, all over your your. Uh, social media and they prepped us and they were like at the end of the day like these people like you don't know them they have nothing to do like you just kind of have to push it to the side and be like oh like so sorry you're going through this for for someone to actually post a horrible comment on someone's video means that person is going through something themselves and they can't like they can't get it out of I don't I don't know it's hard to explain I just feel like you just kind of have to ignore all of that um, do. yeah because otherwise it is going to affect you and I feel like people do still like you know everyone gets affected by it but I feel like you just have to learn to just ignore it and just move on and if it makes you happy just you do you and like who cares what anyone says you know yeah and no but about comments and stuff there it's unbelievable what some people say on even just the simplest videos you know like even somebody's audition for a talent show or whatever like it's unbelievable mm-hmm. but if you can separate yourself from it which is the most yeah. important thing to do because as you say it's no fault of your own if somebody says anything but i can understand why people let that affect them too it, it's it's very easy to let it get to you but you, yeah. can't, you can't afford to do that because the only the only person you should be consulting about how you know the quality of your sound or the quality of your whatever and how it makes you feel is yourself that's yeah, all you exactly. should be worried about you know dead right so that's all that's all that matters about that anyway. No, but it is yeah. it's a tox it's a bit of a toxic environment that way sometimes online and everything. Yeah, yeah it, it can be. Yeah, I feel like that's the only kind of negative thing I would say when it comes to musicians online is just it's just the hate. But everything else is fantastic and so handy and easy. Um, but that would be the one thing. But leave them off, like, you know, clearly they have nothing else to be doing. Exactly, yeah. I'm much better. <laughs> yeah, we're no, way but... better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, okay. So I just kind of want to know um something else as well. Like, who would be your music influences then? Because I always like to know that about people. Yeah, uh, I mean, to be honest, it changes like every day. But I love um, I love Tori Kelly. I think her voice is literally heaven. Like, I don't know how someone can sing so well. So Tori Kelly yeah. definitely. Um, I love yeah, Michael's like her songwriting. Like, she's just class. Like this girl, like. Nobody knew who she was. And then 
sorry but Justin Bieber came out and everyone was like oh my god like who wrote that and she was like me like this little shy like young girl she's yeah. like yeah and then she came out with all like she writes all of Selena Gomez's tunes like she's wrote for Ed Sheeran like she's wrote for everyone and yeah. now she's coming out releasing her own stuff and it's class but I just think she's so like if I was to ever meet her I feel like she'd be just so like humble and like down to earth and just like one of the girls even though she's like this incredible like genius of a songwriter so I really look up to her um who else do we have oh there's some Beyonce of course absolute queen um she's her voice is insane um I do love the likes of like Ariana Grande and Jessie J and all them all the pop divas yeah you know god god love them um yeah, for the moment, anyway, I would say Julia Michaels. She'd be like my favorite, like top, top dog. No, she's class, all right. Because like I remember, I used to watch like covers on YouTube years ago, and she used to do them. Mm. You know, like just come up even in recommended videos, whatever. And I like this now. She might have been getting, she might have been kind of established as getting like you know maybe twenty thousand to a hundred thousand views or whatever. And I used to be like, oh, you know, that's cool or whatever. But you just think YouTube covers whatever. And then when I see she's writing all these songs, I'm like, that's actually that's really cool. Like that's unreal. <laughs> She's just so cool. Like, oh, want to be her. Now you, you're doing all right. Just keep working and be all right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be Tommy Tiernan. and that's what I'm trying to do. No, no, but, but um, no, it's um, no, it's. I think I think I've said kind of fairly much everything I wanted to kind of talk to you about now today. Um, look, keep going with it anyway. You're doing unbelievable. You probably don't need to hear that, like whatever. But um, I really do like your stuff, no. and that's kind of why I wanted to talk to you because. Because my voice is going. Because um, <laughs> your stuff is class. I hate it when that happens, man. When I'm recording, it's always when I'm recording as well. But um, no, yeah, I really appreciate you talking to me, Anya. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me, sure. No bother. And I forgive you for the Liverpool jersey, even though you didn't apologise. No okay. <laughs> Single tomorrow. <laughs> That's all right. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Fun. Thank you. 